I'm a scientist. I was abroad for over 20 years. To give you an example, I worked on the world's first internet bank. I worked on video on demand. I worked with smart cards. And my last project was radio frequency identification. So I worked on several leading edge projects. And while I was doing those, what I realized is the projects that I worked on took a minimum of 10 years to get into a university. Forget a school. Correct. So it was that far off. And all my learning and the learning of my fellow scientists was all based on research. We learned through research. And my curiosity was, why not have a learning space where children learn through research? So today, PhD is the last degree we do. While previously, the children are inundated with facts and then they do the research. And by the time they do PhD, their vision has been narrowed down significantly by the education system. So I wanted to break that trend. Uh, so today, children start learning with facts and end in research. And I thought, what if we flip it around? Where they start learning with research and end in facts. Uh, to let you know, I still do research. My three topics of research are neuroplasticity, biomimicry, and quantum mechanics. Uh, neuroplasticity believes that our brains are flexible. They are not hardwired, as conventional neuroscience believed. And one of the purposes of starting this learning space was based on neuroplasticity. Uh, in the current system, I won't go into the details because of the paucity of time, but Every human child is born with all the nerve cells it will need for its entire life. That is 200 billion nerve cells. But unlike most other young ones in the animal kingdom, the human child, as you all know, has the least development of brain cells. And that is why the human child has to be uh, taken care of by parents and its environment for a much longer time than the young ones of other animals. And at the age of 10, they measured, the, you can measure the number of brain cells based on children who have died at birth. So how many brain cells are there? And then based on all the period, they have noticed that by the time the child is 10 in today's space, only 100 billion nerve cells remain, which means we lose 50% of our nerve cells. Then they have taken uh, number of brain cells in a 44-year-old and all that stuff. And they are at 100 billion, more or less, close by. So my focus has been that we need to create a learning space where we increase the number of brain cells that are retained. Instead of losing, and we lose 50% of the brain cells because of lack of stimuli. Right? Either use them or lose them. That is what it is. And that has been my curiosity as well. And the reason that is happening is because we are not letting the children think on their own. We are not giving our children opportunities to explore their curiosity. We are making the children answer our curiosity. And the unfortunate part is we are not going to be alive when our children are much grown up. So what right do we have 
to dictate our terms of learning on these children who are going to be alive in a different era correct and to this i will quote rabindranath tagore who started shantiniketan he said a person who plants trees knowing fully well that he will not be around to sit under the shade of those trees has begun to understand the meaning of life okay. today people just want very quick results and uh, by doing this we are doing a great disservice to our children okay. so what does this mean so i am trying to create a space it's called able which is an acronym for experience based holistic learning environment it's all experience is learning by doing and uh, there are various sayings to the effect but the key thing is uh, what you learn by doing you will not forget correct what you listen to you could forget what you see you could forget but what you have learned by doing you will not forget and to in today's learning space mistakes are punished okay not knowing that mistakes are an opportunity for learning so we are killing the creativity that comes from making mistakes and learning from our mistakes today in the schools like i was volunteering in one school i do volunteer in uh, the local government schools i teach them english i try to teach them english and these were kids in the 7th standard in 7th standard kids cannot write capital abcd small abcd in a four line book okay so and then i was i was giving them homework i was checking them and i saw some pages were very neatly cut in their book so i asked them you know what is it is it we don't know you ask our teacher he has cut the pages so i asked the teacher he said they had made a mistake on those pages so i cut those pages out so that when the supervisor comes to check he will not see their mistakes okay there is a saying which i really like which is one who does not make mistakes is taking taking instructions from someone who does there's no other way so in our learning space i have this concept called forgiving design which means everybody makes mistakes okay and the one who does more makes more mistakes and we have to create that space where they will learn through mistakes and in nature if you see no two leaves of the same tree are similar we are all different our ability to learn is different and we have to create a space where children's uniqueness is celebrated instead of being punished all kids today are given the same examination so in the space that i am trying to create there will be no textbooks which means standardized textbooks so it's learning through projects learning by doing and once the kids learn they do the documentation as per their terms so they can do it in text they can do it in photographs they can do it in images they can do it in video but the instruction to them is you have to document it in such a way that another person can read or listen to the documentation or view the documentation and do exactly what you did they can do it the focus is on doing and then that documentation that they do becomes their textbook so in this case every child has a different textbook as per the abilities of their learning and as per their desire uh to help others learn the same thing is different from current system correct 
Next, I ask people about the Rubik's cube. Everybody knows the Rubik's cube. The solved Rubik's cube is the cube which has got all six sides of the same color, each side the same color. Okay? And the world champion can get to that in 10 seconds. Okay? But we are not born like that finished cube. We are all born unique. We are all born different like the leaves on the same tree are also different. And our system is trying to eliminate those differences. The very uniqueness that we are born with is being destroyed by the system. And my goal is to preserve the uniqueness and preserve those differences. So I ask the question to that world champion, give a Rubik's Cube to a person from the audience. Let him jumble it up or her, jumble it up the way she wants. Then give that uh, world champion the finished, the solved Rubik's Cube and ask that person to get from the solved Rubik's Cube to the jumbled one that the audience gave. It won't be able to be done. That is because today everybody is looking for simple answers. Correct? While in life everything is different. Correct? So now I am going to ask the audience here a question. Okay? I have a solar water heater. In which direction should it face? Answer. Water heater. Okay, it is, there are only four directions. I need... If it is west, it will only get sunlight for... good sunlight for second half of the day. So it has to face a direction where it will get maximum sunlight. South, why? Uh, so, for that the answer lies, for India, it is south. It, it is not true worldwide. Okay? So, what, what line on the surface of the earth is the hottest spot on the planet? What line? Equator. Equator. India is in the northern hemisphere. So, the equator is to our south. Okay? That is why the solar water heater has to face... So it has to face the hottest spot on the planet. Now in today's textbooks, here in India, it will say, your solar water heater should face south without giving an explanation why it should face south because the answer does not lie in physics, the answer lies in geography. And today, every child has a separate geography class and a separate physics class. And the two can't be there. So we are trying to create a space where children learn by doing and they do projects, correct? And in those projects, we don't segregate the project by subject, correct? Also, the children are for 50 minutes in one class for mathematics, 50 minutes in another class for chemistry, and 50 minutes in another class for physics, 50 minutes for English. Now, the child is forced to learn different topics in a single day. Yet the teacher only teaches one topic. Correct? Ask the English teacher to teach physics. So when the adults can't do something themselves, who are we to dictate those terms on the child 
who is going to live in a different era correct so that's why is project based learning and all the solutions come from that uh so i'm just trying to explain the shortcomings of current system and why i am so keen on establishing this new opportunity for learning i will ask okay so today if you see in all entrance examinations there are multiple choice questions correct in a multiple choice question can there be more than one right answer so it in the way the question paper is designed it cannot have more than one right answer because the answer sheets are uh, checked by a computer not by human being correct so you have to darken one circle and that if there is more than one circle dark, darkened in that it will give you zero uh, if it was having more than one answer the computer cannot check it okay so this multiple choice questions have one right answer only that is the way the entire answer paper is designed and that is what is taught in <clears throat> school today that for things there is only one right answer while in life there is more than one right answer correct so i'll ask you again as i said i want things to be learned experientially so class peer hand class peer hand everybody okay uh, some of you have your left thumb or right some of you have your right thumb or left correct now unclasp your hand and clasp it again but in the reverse if your left was over right then make it right over left if your right was over left then make it left over right okay hmm? does it feel different correct is it wrong no but in today's learning system if you told this to a child if the child was in a school only if the teacher was left over right is a ha this is the only right answer and we are destroying the creativity of children there are so many right answers correct so this is the environment we are trying to create where there is plurality of answers in nature correct there are so many right answers now today there is a significant emphasis on perfection you have to be perfect yet if nature was perfect evolution would stop because once you are perfect there is no room for improvement correct it's perfect it's finished okay nature itself is getting better because of the abilities to get better now at the same time it doesn't mean that because things are not perfect you don't strive for perfection So here I have this thing called you have to do your best to get better. You don't do your best to become the best. Because today somebody is running the 100 meters in 10 seconds, tomorrow somebody is running it in 9.9. Correct? We say no, 10 10 seconds is the thing then there is no more competition. Is and I don't know to call it competition. That is the other thing. This obsession with competition. different kids are different now when you say competition you are trying to judge them by the same yardstick that is an error how can you judge different people by the same yardstick right that is uh, there's a saying right that if you judge a an animal by the way it can climb a tree the fish would think it's a duffer right so those are the things we have to leave the field open 
and the environment that we are trying to create is an environment where we want our children to be creative problem solvers okay and the thought process here is if you can solve problems that child will never go hungry because there are enough problems in the world to be solved and there are enough opportunities to evolve into a better solution correct so that is the whole thought process in this thing so the cornerstone of our uh, learning space is called forgiving design correct everybody makes mistakes but mistakes are not to be punished they are to be looked at as an opportunity for improvement okay next next is what we call go with the flow okay so today if you see both in your learning space and in your working space deadlines i want this thing tomorrow i want this thing by the end of the week now uh, i'm calling it to move from race to pace okay everything has a pace now yeah when you are running 100 meters you can do 10 seconds you can do 9.9 and all those things that's a race uh you you can uh, take a car and make it a faster car and so on but in nature in nature there is no race uh, and i will give the example of a child once the child is conceived it takes 9 months for the baby to be born normally you can't do it in 4 months that is nature it takes its time and you can't say we are so advanced that we will finish it in Uh, four months and uh, that is the whole thing right you plant a mango tree it cannot give you mangoes in four days it takes four years for the first mango to grow and that is why nature is so important so i'm setting this learning space in the middle of nature okay that's why my interest in biomimicry biomimicry is the concept where we learn through nature and apply that for problem solving in our space okay a very good example here is the bullet train in japan the bullet train in japan when they were going through tunnels they were creating a huge blast sound and the people who are living around the tunnels they complained we can't sleep at night if you want you can run the trains only during the day correct but if you are running these trains for long distances there's only so much that you can cover so they gave this uh, thing to a again researcher he was also an ornithologist ornithologist is a person who observes birds that was his hobby and so he tried to observe the kingfisher bird the kingfisher bird when it dives into the water to catch the fish it creates minimal fl- uh, splash of water so he changed the design of the engine to mimic the kingfisher bird's nose uh, beak okay and as a result the sound that was there reduced also the efficiency of the train increased by 15% that that's significant and that is biomimicry right learning with nature so we want to create a space where kids learn along with nature very simple thing how does the water from the tip of the root reach to the tip of the tree correct there are things known as capillary action there is surface tension there are all properties of water which children learn in school in physics but they don't know how it is applied correct and that can only happen through project based learning so that is how we do and coming back to uh, go with the flow uh, we plan things 
because I'm also a project manager in addition to being a scientist. Because my uh, thing is not pure science. I want to apply what is done. That is why this space is there. And we have a saying that by failing to plan, one is planning to fail. So we plan. But we it's not a deadline. It's a lifeline. So we want to shift from uh, deadlines to lifelines. That is very important. So that our children can stay alive. Otherwise, they, they will all die with all these uh, concepts that are there. And there, once we do this, you know, these two concepts, which we say, uh, forgiving design and uh, go with the flow. The third one is we want to shift our children from fear to passion. Okay? Today, everybody is there in a state of fear, which is saying, if I don't do this, what will happen? Correct? And if I do this, what will happen? There is a fear. And as a result, most kids are trying not to do things instead of doing things. We have to encourage them to do things at that level. Now, one of the most important things for passion is different kids have different innate abilities that are there. And that is where I use this concept of OLA, O-L-L-A. How did we learn our first language when we were about two years old? Which is OLA, O-L-L-A, observe, listen, learn and apply. They didn't, the children didn't go to school, we didn't go to school, we didn't uh, attend any tuition class, we didn't see a YouTube video, anything, we just learned it on our own. Then why can't we learn this thing for the rest of our life the same way? So for this learning space, we have set up some guidelines. We will take children from the age of four. Okay, why four? Because we want the children to be able to take care of their food so that they can eat by themselves, which is typically around that age. And they should be able to manage the toilet and bath on their own. We don't have staff to take care of all those things. So they're pretty much independent by the age of four. And it is up to 16 years. By the age of 16, we want the kids to be self-sufficient in learning. Correct? Now, one of my inspirations, why I wanted to become a scientist is when I was around 10 years old, I read about Thomas Alva Edison. And I just said, that is what I want to be. To the extent that Thomas Edison used to stay awake till 2 in the morning by drinking coffee. So I also started drinking coffee. Right? All those things are there. Uh, but that was, that's what I wanted to become. I wanted to become a scientist. But Thomas Edison was kicked out of school in fourth standard. And if you look at some of the most creative minds are those that have scorned formal education. Right? In today's world, you look at Elon Musk. He skipped university. You look at Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. He also skipped Harvard. You look at uh, Bill Gates. He left Harvard. Uh, there are several other people who have left formal education. And the sad part is, if they had been into formal education and they had completed their formal education, all the innovation that they have been up to would not have been done. Right? So we need to create a space where children can learn through informal education to the best of their abilities. Right? Uh, I like to give this... Two quotes. One is by Franklin Roosevelt, 
who was the president of america during the second world war he said instead of building a future for our youth we should focus on building our youth for the future today everybody is trying to build a future for our youth we will do artificial intelligence we will do this we will do that who are we to decide on what they are going to do when we are not going to be alive let them decide their future we don't have a right to decide their future and that is the space we are trying to create correct that is one second is the renaissance uh, sculptor michelangelo okay so michelangelo was asked how do you create this beautiful life like sculptures from one single rock of marble okay so his response was i don't the sculpture the masterpiece is already there in that rock i only take of the rock that does not belong to the masterpiece okay and in today's learning space we are doing the reverse every child is born a masterpiece and then we put you know this dance and music and tuition class and school and all that stuff and we turn it into a rock that has to change you have to let the masterpiece remain a masterpiece so here i quote this is uh, based on a quote by arthur c clarke who is a famous fiction scientist he said on my epitaph and on my tombstone it should be written here lies arthur c clarke a child who never grew up okay and arthur c clarke is the one who has science fiction wrote about communication satellites before communication satellites were even mainstream right he wrote about calls on the internet before internet was used for calling for making calls which we do on whatsapp and so on nowadays so here i say every child is born a genius okay the challenge is to let the genius remain a child and never let it grow up today everything is grow up grow up he going to do a growing the, the curiosity is there in the child not in the grown up and that is our challenge to let that person remain a child i tell people i am a child and i would like to stay a child so people ask me i have this farm at sapna ranch it is in the forest so they ask me don't you get bored i tell them you have no idea i am having the time of my life there is nobody to tell me don't do this and don't do that i do whatever i want and in many projects i fail but i don't see them as failure i see them as opportunities for learning right i have, before coming to sapna ranch i have never worked with bamboo i started building all my structures in bamboo uh i built a uh hyper which is known as a hyperbolic paraboloid it's a different structure even architects that have come to my farm can't figure out how this structure was built so i tell them make a model that is how they understand it correct i have a geodesic dome geodesic dome was uh, patented by buckminster fuller from california so we built that and uh, i have one of the oh, india's few geothermals which is a natural air conditioner now we had a cyclonic storm in 2020 and during those times i had 120 km per hour winds at that time all my structures stood so through research is not just doing research is not just talking but it is also applying what we have learned that is where i would like to 
give a break at this time and if you have any questions uh, you can ask me okay so it was so wonderful to listen and uh, listen to your journey so far um i'm i'm curious to understand uh, the moment when uh, you said you were a scientist before and then uh, you shifted to india you started this experimental place i wanted to understand the moment or the challenges or the reason which are behind um, behind this uh, action that you have taken in your life uh, what was the story behind this so i was doing pretty well in my consulting so i was not an employee of any company i was doing the consulting myself and i chose the projects so there were some projects where i actually chose a lower consultancy rate because my focus was to uh, learn that is my focus right? to give you an idea i attended the internet and society conference in at harvard in 1998 and i was asked to join a lecture circuit and i refused the salary and all those things consultancy rates were pretty good but by talking i am not learning anything i am just sharing what has been there and just through talking not even doing certain things so it was that was important second is i like mentoring i have mentored a lot of people every time i consulted i told that company that they need to give me two people to shadow me so that when uh, i leave that organization after finishing my project they have at least two people trained on what was done and the next time they need to do something like that they don't have to call me because i'm a creative person i'll get bored easily i don't like to do the same thing okay. uh, so that is very important and uh, i knew that i wanted to do this sort of a thing uh, which i could have done abroad but there for everybody i think at least for me there is an attachment to the country you were raised in and there comes a sort of uh gratitude that this space created for you and you want to give back something i i call it give forward something so it was a given that i would start this at some point in time and uh, i was 45 when i took the decision to come back because then again i don't have that much time i wanted to give it at least 20 years to get this whole thing going so at 45 uh i said okay i have enough of these things and then i came back and then i started looking for land and i came with the vision that people in the villages would welcome me and it has been totally the opposite correct i went when i came back i started volunteering in uh, local schools also i came with a very small vision i just wanted to start an orphanage for 30 kids and uh, being abroad the uh, abroad the public uh, learning system is uh, very good public infrastructure is very good transport system is very good uh, and when i came back here i saw none of these are good uh, like i told you my experience in teaching and government schools where they didn't know how to write a b c d uh, in uh, four line books and so on and nor did i get any cooperation from the teachers because the teachers felt threatened correct and i told them i am not going to be there after one year you learn whatever you want from me for in one year they refused to sit in my class correct their own kids are going to english medium schools these teachers they are earning a very good salary but like my friend 
His wife is an MPhil. She teaches in a private school in Mumbai. Okay. Uh, she has a certain salary. I'm not giving the number because then it skews the whole thing. These teachers in uh, the government schools, they were earning four times her salary and knowing maybe 10% of what she knows. Correct? So that disillusioned me. And uh, then I said, there's no point starting an orphanage. Uh, let me open it up to the general public. I held a workshop in, I'd already moved to this uh, farm setting in the forest in 2010. In 2014, I held my first workshop. And uh, for that, I had 11 kids and there six moms and six other people, totally 23 people, which is when I first shared my vision of this uh, experience-based holistic learning environment. And I told them it is going to be residential. Uh, also, I knew it has to be residential because you can't have the kids learn something during the day and then go back home and totally skew it out. So when I told them that it has to be residential, all the six moms were homeschooling their kids. Not one kid, uh, kid was going to a regular school. Uh, it was a three-week workshop. I had nothing on my farm other than all these things to explore. I thought they would leave in two days. Okay? But after three weeks, the kids were crying. They said, we want to stay. That is the amount of fun they had. And the other thing the moms told me is, if you build this space, we want to live there. So then this vision, first of all, the kids proved that this vision is correct, where they are led to explore and so on. And uh, the kids were working with drills and screwdrivers and building structure, structures over there. That's when we started build the initial phase of the geodesic dome. And uh, that was there. But also when they said that they want to live there, the whole thing grew from just a learning space into a community. Correct? Because one of the questions in my mind was, I do not want to keep the children away from their parents. Because that is also one part of the learning, social learning. And this sort of solved the problem. So in 2014, that vision grew from only a learning space to a community which has the learning space as its center. So that is how that whole thing came up. And uh, it, it has been tough. Okay, Going through buying the land and trying to get things done. We have not yet been able to manage to start the learning space officially because you need the land and uh, various things to start it. And then COVID came, so it has been delayed by three years. Hopefully, we will start this learning space next year. So until then, there are kids coming all the time, in and out. And most of the people at Sapna Ranch who come are international volunteers. Uh, so I've had more than 300 volunteers from 40 countries who have come, who have learned what is going on there. And one of the things that we have on the farm is self-sufficiency. We There are no servants on the farm. So we do all the cooking, cleaning, washing, and the building and construction. Uh, we do three types of projects right now. One is uh, organic farming, then eco-sustainable uh, construction. So we do everything in bamboo and uh, alternate energy. So I built a vertical axis uh, wind turbine. Uh, we have done a geothermal, which is like an air conditioner that works from the cooling effect of the uh, beneath the earth. Uh, we have implemented uh, a parabolic solar cooker, which we built ourselves. Uh, at the same time, we, if there is something in the market, then we will use it. Correct. So we have taken from the market a solar water heater, 
about the question that I asked. And the benefit there is that those solar water heaters, in order to get the subsidies from the government, they have to go through a certification. And we don't have the bandwidth to build things ourselves and go through the certification process to get the benefits of the subsidy. Same way uh, we have used photovoltaic cells, so PV-based uh, solar cells. Okay. These things are going on constantly. We still have a project in mind to do biogas and biogas-based energy generation because the wind turbine will only provide when the wind is there. Energy. The photovoltaic cell will only provide energy when the sunlight is enough. And But the biogas runs all through the year, correct? The biogas has three benefits. One is it gives you uh, cooking gas. Okay, The same gas can be used to run a generator. There are enough of them today. And the output, the slurry from the biogas digester is manure. Correct? So it meets all the requirements. And that is our long-term goal. On my farm, there are no mirrors no clocks, okay, and there's no television. Okay. So no mirrors because, I say, we don't care how you look on the outside. We only care how you look on the inside. Correct? And no clocks because, as I said, you know, we are moving to a pace. Whatever is the pace of nature, okay, if the sun is right overhead, it's noontime. Correct? So you wake up with the sun. Uh, you can even uh, go to bed with the sun. Uh, on my farm, there are no lights outside the living structures. So if you want to go outside the living structures, you have to use a torch. Okay. But inside the living structure, so the reason being that inside the living structure, there are lights. Okay. Uh, we say there is no air pollution in our place because it's in the forest. There is no water pollution because I have a borewell. Okay. And I've tested the water from my borewell. If you put a litmus paper, it will turn blue, which means that the water is alkaline. So it's very good. It goes through 100 feet of basalt rock. So you can't get a purer water. And as I said, the more than 300 volunteers from 40 countries that have been to my farm have had that water. I don't have a water filtration system. And none of them has fallen ill. And many of them have said, this is the tastiest water they've got. Correct? So no water pollution, no air pollution, no noise pollution the forest. You only get to listen to birds and so on. Okay. And uh, next is no light pollution because there is no light outside the living premises. Uh, and as a result, you get to see the most pristine night sky you will ever get. Do you have any favorite politicians? And do you think politics is important to understand education? Yes. Okay. So here I have this concept called statesmen. Statespeople, you can call it. Uh, so, I would say Abraham Lincoln was a statesman, correct, was there. Uh, there have been several other people. I don't want to put some Indian names in there because it will cause some controversy uh, at that level. But these were people who were uh, interested in improving the lives of humanity. So, governance is important, correct? And the community that we are starting, I mentioned previously in the learning space, has three pillars. The pillars are learning, number one, livelihood. Because if you can't make a livelihood, you cannot sustain. Correct? And number three is governance. 
for our governance model we have chosen a concept called sociocracy which is fairly new in uh, in democracy 51% can decide the decision can make the decision 49 correct while in sociocracy you need consensus correct 100% okay so the way it is done is that you ask questions to the people there is a model but in this case there are some people who may not agree with what is there but you put the guidelines in such a way they said okay for example we have said in our learning space in this community no smoking okay no alcohol no drugs very clear said, okay in the common spaces and there are some people who are smokers correct okay? but in everything else they are pretty good okay? so the question came up and they said what should we do i want to become a member of the community but i am a smoker so we said see we have said like even at sapna ranch now where i am the same rules apply so if somebody is a smoker they can go outside the gate they can smoke and they can come in but inside the premises you will not smoke correct so we put those guidelines also there is in the public spaces because again people are living in their homes and so on what you do inside your house is your personal matter we are not a policeman but when you are outside the house when you are in the public space public domain these three rules apply and the people said yes i can live with that i don't agree with it but i can live with that so that is what sociocracy is is you may not agree with it but you are willing to live with it so that is how the governance is happening and yes we need to do the governance i'll give an example when i was teaching in this government schools right uh, first standard book had i think it had hw longfellow's burning the midnight oil in first standard correct and that entire syllabus and the textbooks were designed by professors from mumbai university who had very good intentions their intention was our village kids should be on par with the kids from the city okay but none of these professors had ever been to a village school ever met these children from the village and ever assessed what would be of benefit to this child where their child is and how do we take their child from where the child is to where it needs to be nobody did that they just sat in their ivory towers and then designed the whole system so uh, this is important so that's where i do not want to become a policy maker and uh, most of the research as i said that we did was not mainstream until a few years or maybe decades later so i am more into the grassroots starting up of development okay i have worked with certain companies very advanced companies so i was a consultant to slumberger research center uh, prior to that i was a consultant to at&t bell labs which is one of the leading uh, research institutions in the world and uh, they had this concept called organic growth so you don't decide the rules you, you know the typically management who has no clue of wh- what is happening at the ground are making the rules and then pushing it to the ground not knowing that the ground is not ready for it correct so what i am trying to stress here is we just need to start at the grassroots and what works let it shift by itself up and then yes it is slow this process is slow but in that process lot of different things get tried out well if you make a policy then everybody is just following that policy and it may or may not be right 
and definitely we know as i said plurality there are so many right things let all those right things percolate up so that is the whole process so i have this yeah uh, allergy to the current level of politics uh, mainly because today politics has become a way of emphasizing the uh, thoughts and ideas of the elite class correct a politician who may not have any idea of what is right for the people is making a decision out of ignorance rather than trying to look into what will work uh, having said that this is not generally true okay so we are saying there are exceptions but they are exceptions they are not the rule so in our community we have specifically said uh, that we want to stay away from politics we want to stay away from religion because all religions are good we get we can't say that this one religion is good and one religion is bad correct same way in political parties every political party has a nice person with nice thoughts and so on so we cannot sort of uh, ostracize or judge a party by itself we need to start judging people correct and it does not work because of this majority concept so in our system yeah we have tried to uh, stay away from the current political environment uh, religion uh, caste gender uh, these sort of uh, things uh, which bring in discrimination so uh, listening to your ideas on education i am curious to understand ki agar hame uh, india jaise ek itne bade desh mein agar kuch एडुकेशन को लेके मास एडुकेशन पब्लिक एडुकेशन को ले कुछ करना है इफ यू वांट टू डू समथिंग देन हाउ वी विल डू इट फ्रॉम वेयर वी कैन स्टार्ट बिकॉज आई मीन द सिस्टम इज नॉट वर्किंग द पॉलिटिक्स इज नॉट समथिंग वेयर वी कैन रिलाई ऑन द टीचर्स आर नॉट दैट मच इक्विप्ड और एडुकेटेड टू डिलीवर द राइट थिंग देन फ्रॉम वेयर एंड हाउ वी कैन स्टार्ट सो इट विल हैव टू स्टार्ट फ्रॉम ग्राउंड अप correct number 1 number 2 we will have to give it time to go and one of my favorite speeches is the speech given by uh robert kennedy not robert kennedy sorry john kennedy during his inaugural address when he took over office in i think 1961 if i'm not mistaken he said what this administration is planning to do may not be completed in 100 days or a year or in the lifetime out of this administration or in a thousand years but let us begin starting is starting is more important correct so uh, as i said i am a marathon runner i have run nine marathons correct? how do you run a marathon one step at a time correct again the chinese saying a journey of a thousand miles begin with the begins with the first step so that is my personal philosophy yeah it's not practical for many people but uh, we have to start correct this uh, and as i said nature is all based on evolution while humanity is trying to build a revolution and that is what revolution does it it hurts more than it helps correct uh, i have this another concept called uh, impact and momentum people are looking for impact 
while what we should be looking at is momentum it's a physics concept right a bullet has impact it's very fast it kills while moving a mountain has momentum and it is very difficult to a mountain that has started moving so getting this mountain of this different ways of learning uh, which are more conducive to the learner to the child will take time to move but once it moves nobody will be able to stop it and that is what we need to focus on right people are going to say are moving this mountain is going to take us ages and all that stuff uh, but we have to start and i think there has been uh, uh, quite a few projects in india for example if i can recall um the hosangabad science teachers program that was done for 30 years which was initiated uh, 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 first of all with 16 schools then it spread spread across the entire state uh, reaching out to more than 300 schools and 60000 students so somehow do you think that as you said that the things needs to start from ground up do you think a right balance with the state government or the uh local government bodies is important uh to take some kind of an idea uh forward otherwise uh, there can be a lot of difficulties ek to usko sustain kaise karna hai you know how to uh, scale it up how to take it to wider uh, children communities all these things will happen unless you have a some kind of a support uh, i do agree okay now here though what people are looking for is proof everybody asks what is the proof correct and people will trust proof rather than just talk unless the talk is done by somebody high up in the government or uh, in a public office uh, or somebody which is a popular celebrity figure so on. but uh, for people who are at the gra- grassroots level nobody is willing to listen to them unless there is some proof so i have set up some guidelines even for our learning space for able is that we will start and after 3 thir- years we will appoint two teams management teams whom who will grow with this concept whom the current leaders will train and from those two management teams after 5 years one team will stay where we are the second team will start a new space okay then in this space again we will have two teams in the new space we will train new teams and then those two will start so then first will be five years the second and third might be every three years and so on so the vision right now is that in 20 years we want this thing to grow to 2 million children right so the start is slow but the growth is exponential that is what it is now people want to just reach the summit this from day one and that is harming just the thing that thinking is harming people so we have to be able to uh be comfortable be comfortable with uh, this slow growth which then becomes exponential and here i want to state something people want certainty right they ask me what will be the curriculum and i said no the child is going to decide the curriculum but there is this i've got this three pillars of saying number one is the only thing that is certain is uncertainty 
if you knew what is going to happen there is no challenge in life there is nothing no point in doing it because you know it's going to happen but because there is uncertainty we are doing it we want to know what is going to happen correct the only thing that is permanent is change you have to you have to keep on changing correct and the only thing that is normal is our abnormality or uniqueness our diversity right people also know or not we want to make everybody similar okay and here i give another example we have to shift from equality to balance okay by this what i mean is if our all five fingers were equal we wouldn't be able to do 90% of the things we are doing and today if you see the world is obsessed with equality equal pay equal this equal that everything correct while we are all born different we are all now for this finger example our all five fingers are different but they are balanced nature is all about balance okay and uh balance is more important that's why uh balance is more important than equality okay we need to focus on that and that is where we need to go and uh, what is your take on visual medium of uh, learning i mean things are changing fast uh, we know uh, children are taking up uh, screens but yes there are lot of different forms of uh, visual learning as well uh, what is your take on that so here i am going to give a reference to a book titled being digital it is by nicolas negroponte nicolas negroponte was the director of media labs at mit massachusetts institute of technology and he published this book being digital in text form okay so he was asking you talking about being digital why is this book published in text form you could have made it into a video correct so he explained when somebody reads the text everybody visualizes that text differently correct based on their life experiences not even his life experience or anybody's life so if you were to take that visual creativity away what is left correct so all this visual media that that's the reason i said there is no television in my farm okay now that does not mean that visual media is bad there are a lot of good things and different things maybe the process is good then the end product the end product correct so uh, today if you see all news that is watched most by the people is breaking news and it does exactly what it say it breaks people i would rather have making news which makes people and if you have to do making news nobody will watch it correct there is a i don't remember i'm not too conversant with uh, the indian music scene now but there is somebody by the name of hani singh or somebody yes. right he's made some uh, millions of records and all that stuff so he was asked one time and if, you, if somebody told me his music is sort of uh, something that people will like but it does not have meaning or anything like that so he was asked he said you know once i made a cd which was exactly what i want what i love to do it only sold 350 cds correct so uh, those are the things the same is true with visual media correct i i'll tell you i was at uh, at a friend's place uh, his daughter was 4 years old and uh, his niece his uh, sister-in-law's daughter 18 months she had just learned to talk 
and these two i'm and i like i love observing children i just love it that's why i'm trying to create this thing so this 4 year old and this 18 month old she's able to talk because she has learned talking it and they were discussing something and this 18 month old one and a half year old is telling the 4 year old can you see if we can find it on youtube i was open open my eyes thinking what the heck man this kid is trying to look at open and as i mentioned about the book from nicholas negroponte by giving by spoon feeding we are significantly limiting their creativity correct in nature when you're going you are not going to go with a mobile phone and try to uh, see things you are going to see the things with the naked eye how does the ant move correct uh, there is an uh, end to that line of ants and so on uh, how do they live you know all those things like butterflies how do they move around the flowers how do they grow uh, all these things are important and uh, i'll give you an example uh, this is from my farm at one time i had 650 banana plants okay and i remember the first time in my life i saw a banana flower i was so curious that i used to go and see that flower every day just to see how much more it has grown okay then after that i had a volunteer from uh, venice in italy his father has a chain of four fruit stores in venice correct and the first thing he did when he came to my farm is he saw the banana plant a banana bunch on the on the plant he clicked a photograph and he sent it to his father because he has been selling bananas all his life but he doesn't know how a banana grows and how it looks on a plant correct somebody told me in mumbai if you go and ask the kids where do you get the rice from they'll tell you it comes from a factory correct so it is very important that <clears throat> and that's why i said learning by doing that we expose our children to visual media from the for their eyes not from these uh, devices not from devices uh, they can uh, see visual media uh, means see the nature visually and experience so it has a place i'm not saying it's uh, one or the other it has to be one and the other and there is an appropriateness for everything so that is important what will the children from able grow up to be and i tell them three things they'll grow up to be happy healthy and harmonious correct so what does that mean so today there is somebody who's a millionaire correct but he's unhappy i just have 1 million see that fellow he has 10 million so he despite having a million he's unhappy correct what's the point second to get to 10 million he is working 16 hours a day he's skipping breakfast lunch or dinner he is eating at odd times odd stuff uh, no sleep he is unhealthy correct he is popping pills by the hour correct and number 3 anybody who is coming in his way of getting from 1 million to 10 million he is kicking them so everybody hates this fellow he is not harmonious what is the point of living that life correct so we are saying for our children whether they are a janitor or a president we want them to be happy healthy and harmonious they don't have to say i want to grow up to be a doctor or engineer or lawyer or uh, something or an actor somebody famous right 
So richness and fame are sort of the addictions of the environment today. Correct? We want our children to be addicted to happiness, health and harmony. Then money does not matter. Okay? And then here I want to give one more example. Now this example is for the community. Okay? Uh, this is a true life uh, thing. Uh, some decades ago, a person bought an entire, in US, a person bought an entire island. You're so rich, right? He was a tycoon. So he then uh, threw a party for the opening of that island. The who's who was there and he also invited some journalist to attend that opening ceremony. And I don't remember the names of these two journalists, but it's a real life incident. So I read it in Reader's Digest at that time. And let us say their name is uh, Tom and John. So Tom is telling John, see how much he has, referring to the tycoon, see how much he has. To which John responds, he will never have something that I have. Okay, And Tom is intrigued. I mean, what is this fellow got? He, you are just a journalist, John. What have you got something that he will never have? He says, what? John answers in one word, enough. Okay, so the condition that we have put for our community, for somebody to join the community, is they should have reached the enough point. You see, if you don't have enough, don't come. Because it corrupts people. If you don't have enough, that desire to have more corrupts people. And it, it, that corruption spreads, it doesn't stop there. And we don't want such people in the community. We're just saying, you have enough, come. You don't have enough, don't come. It's, we are not forcing anybody to uh, come into that way. And same way, we want our children to feel that if you are happy, healthy and harmonious, you have enough. You don't need anything more. You think about it, what more do you need? So, those are the sort of, and then, as I said, we want our children to be entrepreneurs and Problem solvers. Correct? We want them to solve problems like climate change. Correct? These are not easy problems to solve. Uh, hunger. Yeah. And uh, things that matter. And that is where the policy will also come in. So the current world is engrossed and occupied by things that don't matter in the long run. And uh, it is only our children we want them to grow up to focus on problems solving which will matter in the long run. And trying to do this fast is going against the very aim of the project, a very aim of nature, correct? When you say, like there is, there is a uh, humorous quote, uh, I am an atheist, thank God. Correct? And the other one is, God give me patience, but hurry. So, we don't, we want to have patience. So, uh, we want children to grow up with these sort of ideals. And that is why I said, go with the flow. If we are trying to preach go with the flow, then we must practice grow with the flow. Yeah, so just like, I mean, the, all the discussion on education, so, do you have any kind of idea of a ideal society or, I mean, what's your idea uh, of a society? I don't call it society, I call it a community. 
we have to the future of the world depends on communities okay communities of like minded people so i'll give you an example like this able community that we are trying to set up and in that uh, our community's focus is learning and creating a future generation that is more in harmony with nature that is our entire focus uh, i have a friend who has started another community okay his uh, community is saying only vegans can become members of this community which is also good there is nothing wrong in it correct uh, there could be another community that is starting and they could say okay uh, we are not focusing on learning because there was there's a community that i was a member of uh there was not focused on learning and they asked me to join them so because i was focused on learning uh and then they suddenly decided that uh, we are a group of retirees who are starting the community we will only work for half a day and the rest half of the day we will play golf and i said sorry i'm not i don't want to be a member of that community but there are communities like that too correct so there are various communities of like minded people and uh, that is the future correct uh, so long as that community respects nature and does things that helps nature that is uh, working with nature is key that is one second is that uh, sociocracy the principle that i explained can only work in a social environment which is a community where everyone knows the other correct so applying sociocracy to a democratic uh, setup like india is nobody knows like you're electing a prime minister but you don't know the prime minister nor does the prime minister know you and it's not practical sir so i'm not blaming that it's there but to make something viable we have to start with communities and the communities have to flourish and they then just scale up at that level but uh, the future is in god so the future world that i see and i would like to see is uh, based on communities uh, when the internet came up uh, that time that was 1993 when it first started becoming public is we created a concept called communities of interest correct which means that the people could be anywhere in the world which is happening today right but they are together based on their interest common interest right so you know community of interest is a virtual concept correct which can also be there which can also be there but the community that i am describing uh, communities of like minded people is a physical concept where people are living together and uh, no matter you talk about artificial intelligence or all those things uh, at the end of the day it is people who make a society and so long as we respect and encourage the people to grow along with other people and with nature uh, those ideas will not survive and as a scientist as a mentor as you said you like to mentor others where do you see yourself 5 years or 10 years down the line okay so i always have a 25 year vision that's part of my being a scientist so i am hoping that we will start this community next year 2024 and it will take us 5 years to get to the basic stage 
uh, and that is because i have this concept of uh, the development of a team everything is team based correct when you develop a team there are five stages of a team development first is forming you form the team correct then is called warming so like you're married and then warming is like the honeymoon everything is going hunky dory and it's great then suddenly you start realizing each other's limitations so that is called storming correct uh, and that is natural you can't stop like they say conflict is unavoidable but violence isn't so we will have conflicts and we need to create space for addressing conflict otherwise you cannot survive everything even in nature correct you can see that uh, if you have a coconut tree and it is among coconut trees the coconut trees that grows later will try to go higher than the previous coconut trees because it is fighting for light correct so it's natural storming is natural then what in storming what happens is we realize each other's boundaries correct and once you realize each other's boundaries then you know that you know don't with so and so don't talk about this because that person it triggers that person there's nothing wrong here, but that is that, that person is sensitive to certain things you realize each other's sensitivities and you learn to live with those within those sensitivities so that is known as norming so you have forming warming storming norming and then you're performing then you start performing correct so that is where we need to get to we need to get to these stages to performing so i see that i have mentioned i have made it very clear to the team to the members it will take us 3 years to get to norming stage not even performing okay it's there's so many people correct the community vision that is there right now will be 800 people we will not go beyond 800 including 300 learners and this 800 people will stay at uh, sapna ranch no, at we have created a new space it's it's going to be about a 200 acre space close to sapna within 60 kilometers of sapna ranch of which we already bought 165 acres so we'll finally have 200 acre space it's a big project it has to you have to have space like if you look at krishnamurthy schools today 400 450 acres each place is having uh, you look at any of the universities tour uh, today 200 acres plus so a learning space needs a lot of space correct on that so i would probably be 20 years with this and i said i want to and or most of the things so after 10 years i'll mainly be in a consultant role but my other passion is uh, something called restorative justice okay uh, it is still not mainstream but for humanity to move forward it is important that the justice system is reformed so this whole project able is about reforming the education system the learning space uh the restorative justice thing i've not shared this with many people but since you asked i thought let me answer it uh restorative justice is about uh justice taking care of people who are hurt okay now today if a person is sick what do you do do you put him in jail no you take him to a hospital you try to heal him correct now we look at physical illness today but also there is a mental illness there is a emotional illness there is a psychological illness which we are not addressing correct uh, we are not born criminals we are everybody is born 
to do good to help others that is how we are born but because of the experiences while growing up people's views and perspectives of what is right changes correct so if a person is born poor and things like that then uh, the person thinks and the person steals once and gets away with it and lives a good life without having to work hard that's good for that person and the person grows up that way and today's criminal system justice system will put that person behind bars without taking the time and trouble to understand what made the person who he or she is correct so instead of instead of putting them behind bars we should be finding their root cause correct like a doctor tries to do a diagnosis now how many the justice system is not equipped to do diagnosis so that is where my focus is going to be after this if i live longer than that is to focus on diagnosing what has caused the person to do whatever that person did to go wrong with the justice system correct at that level and here there is a quote by martin luther king the uh, civil rights activist in us he said hitler never did anything illegal he played by the rules of germany prevailing in germany at that time correct so just because somebody is living with the justice system doesn't mean that the person is good correct it's all relative and that is why justice system needs a reform but most importantly it needs to understand and treat people who have broken the rules maybe the rules themselves are wrong correct there are so many people who have been uh, put on death row that have later been found out to be innocent correct so all those things are there but mainly yeah the focus is on restorative justice and that is what my focus is going to be uh by that time i think i'll be towards the last decade of my life or whatever but that will give me a lot of satisfaction uh and i know that is a very tough thing to do correct uh being a scientist i don't shy away from tough things actually i like challenges correct there were so many projects that i did they told me categorically it cannot be done right that gave me even more determination i will do it and show it to you so this is something uh, very similar but yeah restorative justice is on my mind i am i'm even talking with uh, lawyers and all this thing today and they are not in the same page they are trying to justify the current justice system and that is because it is giving them their salary right uh, restorative justice will not give them the salary uh, here i want to give one example in china there is a community that has a doctor correct they give is there to make a certain payment every month to the doctor okay to keep that society that community healthy but if any family from that community becomes sick they stop paying that due to the doctor which means the doctor has to cure that family in order to get their money back right here is so we have to create a system which rewards everything is is based on reward okay which rewards people being good correct okay. so you don't put that today there are so many people committing crime 
so that they can get free food in jail. Right? In US, they are committing crimes so that they can get a warm uh, bed to sleep on because it's cold there outside. Right? So it is rewarding the wrong kind of behavior. Right? And therefore, you have to create a system that rewards good behavior. Now, there is a concept, because again in learning, I try to apply this, because I took a three months training course on training dogs, because I uh, rescue dogs. And in that, there was one very important concept which I apply to everything. It is called positive response. Okay, what does that mean? Is that, like I said, you know, mistakes should not be punished. Right? Same way, uh, if a dog is doing something wrong, uh, you don't punish that behavior, but you don't reward that behavior either. Okay, But if the dog is doing something good, you reward that behavior. You give it a treat. Like uh, for Hero, we were the dog. Uh, if he was not doing something, then Chaitanya would give him a treat. And uh, he would then sit there for some time and so on. So it's called positive response. That is how dolphins are also trained, by positive response. So we have to response. Uh, we have to reward good behavior. Correct. And uh, today the system is lacking. Correct. While they are punishing bad behavior, they are not rewarding good behavior either. Correct. So we have to reward good behavior and ignore bad behavior. Is when I say ignore bad behavior, means we have to incentivize that person to demonstrate good behavior, which we which we reward. So it is not that we let that person get away with bad behavior, but we have to sort of work on that. And uh, that is a concept.